Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Six or Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas, with Jonathan, and we're here to talk about the James Harden trade! It's finally happened! He's gone! And I feel so relieved. I don't know about you, Jonathan. What do you think? Talk I mean, I do. I feel talk, like... Talk, talk trade to me. Talk trade to me. Yeah, so let me just give you the trade first, and, the, and we're going to dive in. But I feel like a like an old-timey newscaster being like, this just in. James Harden and Dude, the long national nightmare in, of the yeah. Sixers is over. Yeah, dive into just do the whole entire right, block. So, this just in. Yes, this just in. James Harden is no longer a 76er. Amazing. So, the trade the Clippers get James Harden, MPJ Tucker, and Philip Petrosev, all from the Sixers. Petrosev was rerouted today to the Kings, just as a note. The Sixers, in return, bring back Rocco, KJ Martin, Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, 2026 first round pick. The least favorable one owned by the Thunder, which likely won't be great. 2028 unprotected first from the Clippers will be great. 2029 first round swap with Clippers and 2024-2029 second round picks along with cash. And the Thunder swapped the 2027 pick swap with the Clippers and got cash in this deal. Initial reactions, Lucas. Hooray! Or uh, (laughs) how did... The guy from Futurama, he's like, hooray, something like that. Yeah, that's how I feel. Look, I think we've talked about the last couple podcasts. Tyrese Maxey has made this James Harden trade so much easier to swallow. And one thing, and I don't know if you've been, you follow Shams, right? Shams uh, Sharania uh, on, uh, yeah. yeah. So one thing that Shams reported that Adrian Wojnarowski didn't, and that, that, it was the owners that pushed this trade through, not the GMs, because the owners. Josh called. Harris, Steve yeah. Ballmer. Josh Harris was busy because he made a couple of trades that uh, the commanders of the same day too. Exactly. Very busy guy. Not happy about those trades, but another podcast, another time. Check out Thirteen Rings um, podcast. <laughs> that plug, shameless the, plug. Unshameless plug. You know me. You guys know me by now. But no. Um, look, I think for. The situation for what it was, the fact that it was a one-team market, the Sixer came out with this pretty well. Did they get, did they get Terrence Mann? No, but they did get essentially three first-round picks or two first-round picks, a pick swap, two seconds. That pick, the 2026 pick, I think it's between them, the Clippers, and the Rockets, which I, I think out of those three, the most likely it will be the Thunder. And maybe they'll be a top-tier contender. Maybe they'll be a middle-of-the-pack team. It's kind of hard to tell at this point. Uh, but still, in the 20s, 
But the thing is, the thing is, the Sixers shouldn't be looking at this as, you know, where they could draft. Because, you know, we'll talk about this more later, but I don't think this trade was to get the picks to keep them. Um, that being said, I, I I think it's a good deal. Look, I you get rid of you get off of PJ's contract, too. I think that's that's an underrated win there for the Sixers. So that's that's my yeah. I, I mean, look, this happened at 2 a.m. Like. Yeah, I woke up at unreal. six and I was like, what? Yeah, in the middle of the night, I wake up in the morning with all these notifications and I'm like, no way. Everyone's saying the exact same thing. And Thank like, goodness right, Kyle's uh, awake during this time. Our, our uh, co-site expert, Kyle, he he works in a uh, – in uh, 12, hours, 12 hours ahead. So, yes, yes he was yes. up. It was 2 p.m. He covered it great. Yes. Um, all right, so when I woke up, I, I was just shocked at the timing. I think we've talked about it early on and I kind of thought the same thing that – we like I, I kind of kept my opinion that this is going to happen later in the year. They're going to get him on the court. He's going to be around. The Clippers said they were backing out like a week before this happened, less than a week. Well, that's so why I think that's I woke, where the the ownership comes in on this. Yeah, I know, but I still woke up and I was stunned, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, I this think is we just were crazy. all stunned." Yeah, absolutely. I but honestly thought it was I will be say when people. I was watching this and having like conversations with like friends and stuff, you couldn't. You could not put Maxie and Harden on the court at the same time. If you're no, taking you the ball out of Tyrese Maxie's hands right now, you're you're absolutely hindering his development. He was he's averaging thirty point thirty plus points a game, and if you put Harden in, the, the offense completely changes. It, it just I think that's what they realized too. Like all the fans were thinking, Daryl Morey's like, no way, no way can I let Maxie take a step back. And I agree with you. I do not think this is the end of the trades because. Uh, well, let's not get that, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I will just say that I thought this was a great trade the way they did it. It's tough right now to judge, and I'll just leave it at that. But let's just get a grade the trade on the Clippers, Thunder, and Sixers. Who do you think? Like, give me each of the grades for each one. I mean, the Thunder not so, as much. But. So, so let's let's talk about the Clippers first here. Um, Clippers, did they have to give up a lot for an All Star caliber player? No, probably not. But they gave up more than I think what we would anticipate. What we, if I'm them, I keep on to that pick swap. I I would have given away Terrence Mann. But yeah, they they gave away essentially guys that weren't playing that much outside of Rocco, who was starting for them. But I mean, he was starting because Terrence Mann was injured. So if I have to give the Clippers, uh, I give them a BB minus. What about you? For Clippers. Uh, dude, I'm going lower. I think you're you're in like the C minus range. I know they're going like even maybe D plus. You were bidding Ooh. against yourself and Daryl Morey won. Daryl Morey won this trade and you were bidding against yourself. You gave up two firsts and a pick swap. And I know like the players they gave away are not great, but also technically Harden, like you have to re-sign him. And if you don't re-sign him, you're just giving him away. Like maybe they won't want to re-sign him. I foresee that they won't because he's not going to be great. Kawhi can be a free agent. So can Paul George. I mean, I don't think they played this well at all. They gave up way too much for technically a rental of Harden, who, I mean, shies away in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Not a fan for them. They gave up a pick swap, a first round pick, and uh, two pick swaps, essentially. Two pick swaps, because they sent one to uh, OKC. Two uh, first round pick and two second round picks. That's, that's I mean... That's not cheap. That's too much for a guy who's on an expiring look, contract. We, we you can have no say clue these what players are not that great, but are they still valuable role players for what the Sixers need right now, which is length, defense, and shooting because they already have enough offense? Yeah. 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 
Look, and I think KJ Martin, spoiler here, might be a very good player for the Sixers. With the Rockets last year, granted, his shooting's not great. Let's be clear. He's not a great shooter. Neither was his dad, Kenyon Martin. Shout out. But he has all the tools to be a really good defender. He's already an elite leaper. He can dunk. He can shot block. I think given in the right system under the right head coach, because Houston was a dumpster fire, I think we can all agree. We we both can agree on that, that he might be a really good role player for the Sixers. I still think Rocco has something left. And I still think Nick Batum has something left. Now, the real question is Marcus Morris. What type of Marcus Morris are we going to get? He's Philly native. Shout out for that win. Bringing back Rocco to Philly was also an absolute slam dunk. I think all the fans wanted that. Nicholas Batum, really good role player. Even if he's not going to score you that many points, he's going to do good things for you. So what are you grading the Sixers on here? I grade the Sixers on this trade. Was this the best haul? Is this the fair value for James Harden? Not quite, but it's pretty darn close. And considering how contentious James made this, I think this is the best that they can do. I'll give him an A minus. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think like you had done with the Dane trade, I, I'm going to hold off also on like a final grade because that's fair. We're gonna we keep saying it, but I think right now it's like a B plus. Daryl Morey got everything he wanted. He wanted future picks to potentially build around Maxi, if Except anything. Expiring in, contracts. Yeah. In case Embiid asks out, we have the picks for the future and we have expiring contracts for hopefully Embiid staying and having the flexibility next year. He truly got everything he wants. So I'd go B minus. B minus. Okay. Yeah. No, look, um, I, I think that the Sixers got as good as they could get for James Harden. And I think that's fair. The, Clip, the Thunder are probably the best winners here because, look, they have way too many picks for for them right now, and they got a pick swap out of this. Let's think about this pick swap. It's going to be in 2027. Do we think any of those guys, that current stars on the Clippers, are going to be on that team in 2027? No. And pick swaps, by the way, help teams like the Celtics get uh, Jaden Brown. Pick swaps can absolutely land you stars if we uh if we would have played our cards right we might have been able well hold up was that pick from the lakers a pick swap or was that just a pick i i don't remember but point being is pick swaps can help land you stars in the draft so and they got they consolidated their their draft assets because they had too many they turned a, a you know protected first round pick into a pick swap which probably is more valuable to them at this point so yeah Kudos to the uh, to the Thunder there. So we teased it already. Let's just get to it. What is next for the Sixers? So what do you think the next move for, should be for the Sixers? Do you think it should be waiting until doing something in the trade deadline or free agency? Yeah, I think it's the trade deadline. I think, think you've got to give this current team some time to play and build on each other. I mean, we're all impressed with what they look like, especially this early on for, for not having mm-hmm. Harden back. Maxi and Embiid look great. Melton, Oubre, they're complimenting well. I think that you got to give them a little runway. See what you got back in the Clippers trade. Yeah, you could waive everyone that you got back. You're not going to, but you could. No, they, they waived Danny can, Green so that they have, they're going to keep everybody that they got. Yeah, but I'm game. saying you could. Yeah, but they could also cut more people if they want. Like, there's no, you don't have any, like, requirements, I guess. Yeah, but so you're like, still trying to be competitive this season. I don't think you waive anybody. 
No, so I want to see what you have in Morris, Batum, Rocco, see what kind of minutes they can give you. And then I think you make a move at the at the deadline. I think that he's going to be – hope. it sounds like he's going to be like big game star hunting. I'm not sure that you're going to get that. But, I mean, if you want to make a trade where you have the ability to have the max next year, so you, you can trade for anyone that, that may seem like they don't want to be in their in their current spot. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's – I think Maury's going to make a big trade this year to make us competitive with the Celtics and Milwaukee. I mean, at least that's what I'm hopeful with are hopeful for, but uh, yeah, I think he should wait at least to the the trade deadline. What about you? Well, look, they can't trade any of those players that they got back in the deal uh, aggregated. That means with, with each other until January. Right. So most likely I think it, I I think it all depends on where teams are. Like are, are the, are the Toronto Raptors and Chicago Bulls ready to blow things up? If so, cool deadline. If not, Maybe hold off until free agency, because here's the deal. You might not be able to sign free agents, but you can trade for guys a lot easier in the offseason when those when you're because you have all those picks and then you'll have all the salary cap space. So I'm going to say offseason because I think it gives you more flexibility for trades. Okay, I I think that. uh, Yeah. Why don't you let me know, like, specifically what kind of players you think the Sixers should be going after? So, so yeah, well, let me counteract that question with this. Name me three players, Jonathan, that you would want the Sixers to target, either this trade deadline or free agency slash trade next summer. I mean, I think you're looking at everyone saying it. I think you're looking at Zach Levine. I don't yeah. think the Bulls are giving that up. But I He's think – my list. Who – who knows, man? They are yeah. they are unreal. Like whatever's going on is not good in in Chicago. So keep an eye on that. I'm interested in Clay Thompson because I think mm. it was before the season. You are you are stealing that, my thunder, man. Yeah, keep on going. Well, I'm sorry, but yeah, before the season, I think Woj reported or someone reported that Clay Thompson's likely to to opt out and or or become a free agent essentially at the, at the end of yeah. the year, he's not looking to resign with the Warriors. Like he was leaning that way. This was nothing definitive, but I think they should keep an eye on what's going on there. And then, I mean, I know you might like the Raptors. There might be another player. I think OG is the first one they should look at in Toronto because you add defense, you add length on the wing. And I think that's kind of a, a strong position you can have there. And if when Tobias leaves, I'm not saying I, I, you know, I'm a huge Tobias fan, but I'm not saying he's, the best thing ever. But if you do lose him, you can have OG for a couple years, have him uh, provide more length on the, on the defensive end. He's athletic on offense. So those would be the three I'd be looking for. How about you? Believe it or not, those were uh, probably three, two out of my top four. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Look, going back to clay, I think, I think the report that you were talking about mentioned that him and the, and the Warriors are very far apart on extension. It seems unlikely that they get something done uh, until the summer. Well, Clay Thompson. Before you, yeah, I'll ahead. just say before you go on with that, that like didn't the, I'm pretty sure there were stories, maybe not as much with Steph, but definitely with Draymond and kind of with Steph. Like this feels like it's just a thing that's just I think it's a thing that they do. I think they'll, they'll come together, but that was a different GM. Now, my, uh, yeah. Don Levy Jr. is now in charge of that front office. So maybe he makes look, Bob Meyer says he's glad he's not in that job anymore because the this offseason would have been horrendous to deal with. And I don't blame yeah. him. 
By the way, I yeah. like Bob Myers on TV. I, I like that. I think he's good really, on Countdown. Yeah, he is. But uh, yeah, no, look, I think so. I think Clay's a real option. I like Clay's fit. I like Clay's fit as a catch and shoot guy. You need to have a catch and shoot guy with this duo. You need somebody that can space the four. But you probably what you need more than that is a closer. And you know who the best closer is available that's healthy most of the time? Because I'm not going to count Kawhi and Paul George. They're they're oh. off my list. They're not on my list. I don't think they leave L.A. And even if they do, I don't want them because they're never healthy. DeMar DeRozan. Is the fit clean? No. Kind of reminds you of Jimmy Butler a little bit. But Jimmy and Joel worked. Yeah, and, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't love that DeRozan's game is inside the arc mid-range. I, I don't but you love are it right. Either, that is but, exactly what but, Jimmy is. But that is exactly what Jimmy is. And, I mean, DeMar is probably more lethal in the mid-range than Jimmy is. But And he's not as good as a closer as Jimmy, but he's a closer, right? And I get that he's like 34, 35. Maybe you don't throw the max at him, but like... I mean, he was willing to go L- to L.A. on a minimum. So... Like, that's fair. Like, I, I mean, look, if you can get him for not the max, I do that in a second. And maybe you trade for him. I think that's a that's a trade deadline move that I would make. You wouldn't have to give up too much. Just some rotational pieces in the draft picks. I think that's optional. And like I said, Zach Levine, I think would be the number one option here. But yeah, I think DeRozan. You have DeRozan, you have, um, sorry, I'm getting going, Clay, and then you have Zach Levine. I think, I, I don't think Pascal's an option. I don't, because I don't think him and Joel are a clean fit. I think there's going to be no. some muckiness there. No, I agree. I But I think both you and I are on the same page. This is far from over. Oh, Hopefully yeah. Maury's making some moves. The, the, the um, only reason why I'm giving it a complete grade now, because I know nothing's going to immediately happen in the immediate aftermath of this. Yeah. So I'm yeah, going to count this. Yeah. So that pretty much. Let's go to. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. Let's go to. Uh, let's switch it up and go to the in-season tournament, which is now going to be happening this month because we are in November now. Uh, there are the round robin games. You play the other four teams in your division in November. And once that's over, they'll be determined who's going to advance into the semifinals and finals, which will be happening in Las Vegas in early de- uh, yeah, early December. So what was dropped this week is these new in-season courts that the teams will be playing on. And I'm just going to say they're interesting. I want to hear your initial thoughts. I like it. I do. Look, the NBA is making more than enough money to have multiple courts for multiple games. Now, what would be even cooler than that, and I don't know if this is – for sure, but I've heard rumors that they have in-season tournament uniforms, especially made for the in-season tournament. I if like that's that. the case, that would be awesome. But if we're going purely on the Sixers one, is it the best that it could be? Probably not, but does it work? Absolutely. I think it works fine. I'll say my initial thoughts, and I heard this someone else say it right after I was thinking it, is that this looks straight out of 2K. It, it does. Looks like whoever but I like creates it. NBA 2K was I like, like it, yo, consulted. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, okay. The Sixers isn't bad. It's essentially all red with the all the t- all the uh, courts have the league Except cup. For the, that, that navy tech- blue. I don't like the navy. I don't know why we're stuck on the navy blue right now, but we are. Yeah, I, I mean, 
There are some really bad ones, let's say that. But do yeah, you think I did, that these I courts like are going to help promote the in-season tournament? Absolutely. Look, you said it looks like 2K. If you're trying, who are you trying to make sure watches this games for generations? Younger play? people. Younger people. They like the flashiness. Look, and I'm all for it too. I'm okay with this. Actually, if anything, this makes me more excited because if they have the new uniforms on top of these new uh, flooring, that's great. I wish that they could use these flooring more than just two to four games, but still pretty cool. Um, I got to be honest, though. Like, what I'm just like, I'm really interested to see. Like, not with the courts. Like, see the effort. Like, does the effort actually look different than a standard regular season game? Like, I fully expect it to. I think but it will. at the end will. of the day, this is a re- there's a regular season game in November. Yes, it'll have a different environment, especially with the court, the jerseys. People may be feeling different. But, like, I'm just – I'm interested to see if there is – and say you lose your first two games. Like, are you really going to be that motivated to play the third and fourth? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on your your division that you're in, right? Because they've got three divisions for this, right? Look, or is it four? I don't know. It's four divisions. It's right? No, it's six. Six divisions of five. Okay, yeah, you're right. So that means there's three divisions for each conference. Okay, so. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think it depends on that. But look, at the end of the day, I think this is good for the NBA. I think this will be fun. And the players, I think, are going to be into it because guess what? There's money on the line. Now, maybe like yeah, you said, I mean, we're at game four, and there's no way that that the teams will end up getting to the next round. Then maybe the play drops off, but you still got three good games out of it. And like you know, if nothing else, the promotional stuff part of this because ESPN is definitely pushing this hard. Yeah, but the money aspect only matters for team players are like seven through fifteen on a roster. I mean, look, it's a what? What did they say? Uh, five? Uh, how much is it per, per person? A million? I think it's a half mil. Yeah, you're, okay. I mean, but for someone making thirty, eh, you know what? All right, that's fair. Well, we talk about all these players making all these th- millions of dollars, but they have to pay all these taxes on them too, man. And they have, you know, the higher no, more no. make the usually the more taxes you pay, and they also have to pay their agents. Which you I mean, they, have they, to still, pay? they still have millions of dollars left over afterwards. But is an extra half million really going to hurt? I think not. I think you pay for it, right? So, well, I was going to say, you know, what else they have to pay? Segue it in. Fines. If you're a woman over forty dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was not a... I remember when I saw this happen, I'm like, I can't believe he did that. For uh, those that don't know, and by the way, if you know Joel Embiid, you know that he's a wrestling fan. And he's done this last year where he did the, let me see, the D-Generation X move where they cross-chop on their uh, waist area. And he did that after completing a three-point play, uh, you know, getting a three-point play against the 
who was it again? Who did they play last time? They played the uh, Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Yeah. So he got fined 35K for that. And you want to know what happened after he got fined? What? Triple H, who is now the general manager of WWE because McMahon has taken a step down. Triple H, now in charge of it, invited Joel Embiid to come to WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia so that, he, in his words, I believe the wording was something along the line of, you won't get fined for doing that here. Referring back to the, the cross shop that yeah. Joel Embiid did. Joel had to politely decline, though, because the Sixers would be on a road trip at that time during April when w, uh, WrestleMania 40 was going to happen. But what do you think about this? Like, what do you think about the offer, first off? Do you think that the. I mean, that, yeah. The WrestleMania is like known for promotion. That's the perfect promotion. I mean, what better? Like, a guy, someone does a, a move from one of your. I like mean, the, Joel. I mean, look, they've had Shaq on there before, Pat McAfee. Yeah, they they know how to market their brand, and this was great. I mean, the, they see an opportunity and they take it. Good for them. They're good at marketing. They're incredible. Yeah. I gotta say though about this, dude. I was watching this, and when he when he did this, I was like, "You are you serious?" He just kept going. He did it yeah, like he, three or four. Like yeah. one one time, I can get maybe, but four or five times, it just like Joel, calm down. It's a dude, it's Ray the was, third game of the regular season. Ubre was right next to him, like grabbed the ball after it went through the hoop and he looked over and saw him doing it. And Ubre was like laughing, like very much laughing on live TV. I'm like, this is incredible. I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he absolutely deserved that fine. It reminded me of uh, if you ever seen the key and pits, key and peel skit where there's like a yeah, touch, touchdown celebrations and it's like you get fined if you do three pumps and the guy will do like two pumps and he'll keep like staring at the ref. And do the third. And this is exactly what that reminded me of. Yep. That, that, gosh, I love Keen Peel. So I'll just say he probably should stop doing this, although he doesn't have to. He's making so much money. He get 35000 yeah. is whatever. Especially go in the, uh, go in the in season tournament and then you can do this 15 times and it won't cost you anything. Uh, right. Incredible, <laughs> though. It got the, it got the crowd hyped. It was oh, hilarious. Yeah. It shows you how much he loves this game. He's just really into it. He loves like the momentum swing. So, I mean, I love that, uh, and I'm glad he's not doing WrestleMania. I mean, you can't have him get hurt. It's the yeah, franchise. I mean, like most of it's coordinated too, so I'm, I'm sure he would be fine. But like, look, is it sad? Not sadly, but in today's society, you know, it's okay in wrestling because I mean, you still have kids watching it, but I guess they don't care about whether the kids pick up that bad habit. But the NBA is very socially conscious. I mean, we saw with John Moran, obviously. Granted, this is not on the same level, but the NBA takes pride in the fact that they're role models, and this is not the ideal thing that, like, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't, I like, you know, most people wouldn't want to see their kid doing this in a, in a rec league game, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I get why they got to find them. Do I like it? I don't know if, you know, I guess if it was just only adults watching this, then I wouldn't care at all. The only thing that you could say is that it might be like, uh, what, what, what's the term that they use in football when they're like, like intimidating or like, what, what's the term? You know what I'm talking about when like you're, you're like egging on the other team, like maybe uh, that type of thing, but like, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taunting. Taunting. Yeah, it might be taunting, but like. Yeah, that's about it. Um, 
Worst thing he should have gotten for this is maybe a technical foul, but like for over celebration and taunting. But like, I look, is it that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things? Probably not. But I get the NBA as an image to talk, cover. And like I said, I personally would love to see him in WrestleMania because Pat McAfee is fantastic in WrestleMania. Joel definitely has that same type of energy, and Shaq has done it as well. We all love seeing Shaq do it. So, and they got some tall guys in WrestleMania, though. I don't think the big show's in there anymore, but still, they got some tall guys. There was this one guy. I, I know you don't really watch wrestling, and I don't really watch it either, but I did watch it briefly when I was, like, in middle high school. And there was this one guy called the Great Khalil, I think. This guy was, like, 7'2", like, all muscle, two, 300 pounds of muscle. It's crazy. Like some uh, some guy from uh, India, I think. But yeah, no, he was huge. And just seeing Joel in that type of venue would be very cool. Yeah, let's do it when he retires. Yeah, yeah, sure. Be like Jack. All right, well, let's go to our ending topic, which we're doing now, which I enjoy. Other NBA news. I took some of yours last time, or I was leaking into it. So you can go first. What do you want to talk about around the NBA? Ooh. Can we still talk about how the Memphis Grizzlies are still winless? Yep, go Yo, for it. Yo, look, I get that people are like, oh, yeah, they have such a good... No, they don't. They did not... They had good play. They had a few good players. They lost two guys from their locker room that I think are understated. Dylan Brooks, he's a pest. I said this last time. But he brought a level of tough, toughness and accountability in that locker room. And something that it doesn't seem like Marcus Smart has been able to emulate yet. Or Derek Rose, who I think we all respect as, like, strong culture guys. But just... Not the same. And Tyus Jones, look. I mean, I'm watching the Wizards play right now against the Atlanta Hawks. And while they're losing, like, Tyus Jones is the only thing that's really running that team. <laughs> the only person that can really run the offense on that team at a high level. And he's being missed. And also, Steven Adams. Like, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., if he uh, just, yeah, it's not a. Look, I. I if they don't turn things around soon, Memphis's season might be lost by the time John Morant gets there. Yeah. I, I yeah. think there's a real world where they're like five and 20 by the time he That's gets fair. there. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, uh, shout out to Matisse Thibel getting minutes with the starting for the uh, Lonely Trailblazers. I think that's cool. Good for Tobias. Uh, yeah, good Thibel. for him. Uh, still not doing much. That's okay. It's a rebuilding team. Um, can we stop the narrative with Anthony Davis? No, I, I really want to stop it here because here's the thing, and I don't like talking about the Lakers because everybody talks about the Lakers. Yeah. But Anthony Davis, you know, there's a phrase, and I'm you played basketball growing up, right? You don't you don't base a guy's skills based off his highs. You base them off his lows, right? Yeah. So whenever Anthony Davis has a great game, that's awesome. But he's so up and down. You can't rank a guy based off his you know when he has gets hot. You got to base him when he's not hot. And Anthony Davis when he's not hot is maybe a top thirty player, maybe. When he's high, he's a yeah. top ten. He's a top ten, but no, he could be a top. I said he could be a top three. I, well, I'm not going to go that far, but top ten, sure, maybe top five. But 
his lows are lows. And I'm really sick and tired of having to be like, okay, Anthony Davis, let's, you know, look. I don't know, man. I'm just kind of sick and tired of the Anthony Davis narrative. That's fair. That's fair. What about you? All right, I got a few. I'm giving uh, the quick update like I did last time. Undefeated's left. Boston, 3-0. and And they are up 140 to 90. Yeah, I said that. 140 to 90 over the Pacers. So they're going to 4 now. Out west, we have two undefeateds. Nuggets are down 15 to the Timberwolves, but they were down 25. So maybe they can turn that around. Look, Timberwolves give them problems because of their size. Yeah. And uh, Mavs are 3 0, and they're down one at halftime to the Bulls. But I do want to talk about the Mavs for a second. Luka is averaging 39 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. Absolutely balling out. And I Kyrie's will not playing this game, by the way. I, that, yeah, but he, that, that's even more pr- like he'll up that this game. So honestly, I've said it and I will continue to say it since the beginning. I said in the offseason, this team has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor. So if they're going to somehow keep it clicking, good for them. Yeah, I then think that's fair to say. I would want to talk about the Bucks too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that the Bucks are good. They got talent. They are currently, yes, they are currently two and two. You know what two of their last three games are? They lost by 17 to the Atlanta Hawks at home. Mm -hmm. And then tonight they lost by 19 on the road at Toronto Raptors. Those two teams, the Hawks and the Raptors are not good. And the Bucs got blown out, averaging a loss by 18 points to both of them. That's insane. Like, that's streaky. You should not be seeing that. I, I I just don't know early in the season what that means. I, I'm not Their trying to highest score like, for the game was uh, Mike uh, Malik Beasley. Yeah, I'm not one. trying to read into it too much. I don't want to be anyone who's like overreacting. Like I know it's coming off that way, but man, like Dame wasn't shooting well against the Hawks. This is just a big, like it's interesting. It's just interesting. This team had all the hype and they lose those two big games. Yeah. But what I'm gonna bring up. For my most important point, kind of going to swing it back to the Sixers. I was sitting on this earlier. Do you know, now that we can go big game hunting, do you know what I think is a very interesting player that I did not bring up earlier? Okay, I'm listening. This player in the Eastern Conference had an opportunity to sign an extension with their team. Did not. The team is currently in last in the Eastern Conference. I am surprisingly talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers and Donovan Mitchell. Now, no, you can no. Hold on, hold on. You could say that he still has the time to sign his extension. I mean, we obviously didn't sign Maxi right away, and he is going to hopefully re-sign with us next summer. Maybe Donovan Mitchell just wants to see if the Cavs can win, or maybe he's not confident at all. And if this team keeps underperforming and is going to stay at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, maybe he doesn't want to sign that. He's a free agent. Take a shot. No. And let me tell you why not. Why not? Just hear me out, okay? First off, we worried about the ball getting out of Tyrese's hands if James Harden came back. What happens if Donovan Mitchell comes? Same exact thing. No, no. Donovan Mitchell doesn't. Donovan Mitchell does not dribble the air out of the ball like James Harden. Counterpoint. Other point is this: he would be so bad defensively. So bad defensively. They're just it wouldn't I mean, be worth anyone. It. So you're just saying don't sign good offensive talent. No, no, no. I'm saying if you have the team built around it to supplement it, sure. But you already have 
you already have two elite scores and one uh, elite scoring guard that already has defensive I- efficiencies. You don't want to have two, or else you basically have what Cleveland has already. If I'm Donovan Mitchell, I go to the team that he I wanted to initially go to in the first place, which is the who? The Knicks. I think the Knicks are primed for this. I think the Knicks are either going to go for Mitchell or Cat or possibly both if they can swing it. I don't think we should just take our name out of the sweepstakes. We could trade for defense. Look, I'm I'm looking I'm looking for a two way guard. Do they have to be an all star level? No, I actually would probably prefer it not to be. OG Ananobi uh, would probably be the best ideal fit with this group. If I'm being completely honest, not the ideal yeah, player yeah. that I would want, but the ideal fit if we're being completely logical here would be OG Ananobi. Yeah, that's that's the type. Of, I don't think we need to go get a third all star. I think we need to go get really good supplementary players because I think you have enough offense right now with Joel Maxey. I think you need to get good supplementary players. And if OG's my third best player or DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine, that's great. But I, I think you need something else more. And by the way, going back to my Memphis point here real quick, end of the first half, they are down 42 to 19. To the Utah Jazz. Yeah. No, yeah. they're not good. They're not no, good. They're not good. But yeah, no, I Donovan Mitchell, I think if he goes anywhere, it's going to be the Knicks. I think that's just writing uh, in stone. That's fair. It's definitely worth watching, though, because, I mean, geez, I, I, look, he did not like, sign the extension the and they're under things around. They're going to be a playoff team. They just need to get healthy. Because they're missing like half their starting five. We will see. But before we leave, the Celtics have 153. Jeez. They are just pounding the Pacers. Who are they playing? The Pacers? The Pacers. 153 to 101, and the game is not over. Jeez. Well, it's only a minute and some change left. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, look. The uh, Celtics look like they could be a problem. They have a good start. They have a really good starting five. If Derek White's your fifth best player, which I think is fair to say, you're going to cause a lot of teams problems. And you are. And hey, Bucks not looking good. Celtics looking good. Look, I mean, I think the Bucks just need some time because I don't think Dame's ever played. Dame or Giannis has ever played with players as good as each other. And Chris Middleton has to figure out what type of role he's going to have now. And what hey, man, Dame had Lamarcus Aldridge in his prime. Okay, we're we're not going to count that. And LaMarcus is not on the same level as Giannis. Let's be clear. No, I know. I know. So, but no, no. Look, I think I think the Bucks are going to need some time. And like I said, first game without James and we almost beat them. We should have beaten them. So, Bucks just need time. I'm not worried about the Bucks yet. Yeah. If I'm going to choose a team to worry about here real quick, let me pull up the standings just to make sure I got the right one. Outside of the Grizzlies, of course. I mean, I don't, I already knew they were going to be bad. You just didn't listen to me. I, I don't understand. I mean, I also didn't know Miami Adams was going to be up. I'm Miami. Miami. They are second yeah. worst in the East. Kevin Love's been injured. Jimmy Butler's been in and out. You know, I heard somebody mention Jimmy Butler as a possible trade candidate. He, well, you know, I was going to say he doesn't want to come back, but he did not like uh, the coach or Ben Simmons. So, yeah, you know. I mean, anything's possible. Daryl's in charge now. 
not Elden Brand slash Shadow uh, GMs, whatever, whoever you want to say that was. Oh, jeez. Look, 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 but no, in all seriousness, though, I mean, like, if Miami, like, there's, if, if Miami combusts, like, just full-on combusts, Jimmy asks out, we could get Jimmy. I think I mean, that's, maybe. that's a name to watch. You got to bank on Embiid having the relationship with him, but yeah. That's, and he does. That's, and he does. Yeah, no, that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. And I think looking at the Miami roster versus the Sixers roster, if I'm Jimmy, I'd rather be on the Sixers roster. Yeah, that's fair. Because Tyrese Maxey's a better player to buy, than Tyler Hero. Tobias is better than Kevin Love. Uh, De'Anthony Melton's better than Kyle Lowry. By the way, shout out to Kelly Oubre, your guy. He's going to be the temporary starter until everybody's ready to play. I think he should be the starter even when everyone is ready I to play, but that might look, be a conversation have, for another day. Uh, that's another conversation for another day. I still think he's better off as a bench scorer. Um, yeah, no, look, I I like it. We'll see. I mean, look, I think I think if I'm Jimmy, I'm considering it. as You know, you have a new head coach and Nick Nurse. Dwells older, wiser, you know, more aggressive. Jimmy could be that third guy, which in the regular season, which I think he would prefer to be. And then you could have him close when you need him to close in the playoff games. You do need a closer. Just saying, if the Miami Heat keep on slipping, you know, Jimmy Butler, I think he has like two years left on his deal. I'd look at it. But that's just me. I'm willing no, I hear to- you. But on that yeah. note, Jonathan, how about you play us out? Yes. So, everyone, we appreciate you listening. As I said at the beginning, our long national nightmare is over. We do not have to talk about James Harden. We might. As we didn't want to talk about Ben, we talked about him occasionally once he left. Harden is gone. So, it is all looking forward to the future. What's going to happen with the picks? A lot of uncertainty. Got the new players coming. So, a lot of stuff will be going up on the Sixer Sense website. So, please go over there and continue to read. We appreciate you listening. Continue to listen on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcast. We truly appreciate it. And as always, go Sixers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.